0: It's a show stopping
1: number, a real show stopper, a show stopping number, come on. Something to shock them, to bring them a crawlin a big time box office draw. With the press and the glamour, we'll kill the review spotlight on Mr Ran new. So fill up your tumbler got a show stopping number for you Professor please if they find us they will kill us a show stopping Hi, and welcome back to Next Best Theatre, Quarantine Edition. I'm Nicole Ackman, and I'm your host for today's special episode in which we're going to discuss how we have continued to engage with theatre even in this strange year without theatre. Today, I'm joined by Dan Baer. Hello. Casey Lee Clark. Hello. Lauren LaMagna. Hello, hello. And Michael Schwartz.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: So, Broadway theaters abruptly closed on March 12th in response to the pandemic, and theaters around the country soon followed. While some regional theaters have begun to try to reopen, there's still no real sign of when Broadway will return, and we still don't even have a date for when the virtual Tony Awards will be. So, it's been a really weird year for theater lovers, and we wanted to close out um sort of what we have done for the past year by just talking about how we've managed to engage with theater even in 2020 whether that's been watching, you know, the movie adaptation of The Prom or following the development of the Ratatouille musical on TikTok there've been plenty of ways to stay engaged with the theater community so would anyone like to start uh sharing what they, you know, have kind of been doing to engage with theater this year?
2: You now I could dive in first. I I think one of the first things to come out of uh, trying to find theater from the pandemic was uh, people who put together things uh, by themselves, you know, a scrappy team of theater professionals decided, you know what, we don't know how long theater is going to be closed, but we know it's not going to be open for a while. So let's try to do something with the resources we have. And one of the things that has powered me through uh, this Broadway shutdown has been Stars in the House. And that is a YouTube series hosted by Seth Rudetsky and his husband, James Wesley. And it is a fundraiser for the Actors Fund that includes pretty much any entertainment-related content you can imagine. Everything from Broadway cast reunions to live readings of plays to TV show reunions to now they do game nights. They were doing political activism before the election. And it's all based around Broadway and, you know, Broadway actors who have roots in TV and film as well. And I find it to be so engaging and entertaining and i find that there hasn't been a week since the pandemic started that i'm not watching an episode they've had reunions of yiddish fiddler on the roof they've had falsettos they've had the prom they've had uh you know pretty much any broadway related content you could imagine as long as there's someone willing to be a guest on the show they talk about it and i think there are over 250 episodes and counting they're going to keep doing this until broadway is back And so far, it's raised over $620,000 for the Actors Fund, which has been amazing. They get to entertain and, you know, work for a good cause at the same time. So that has been one of my favorite ways to stay engaged with theater during the pandemic.
1: That's amazing. I feel like there was that stretch of time where it felt like we would be texting each other at like one in the morning, and I'd be like, sorry, are you watching Stars in the House? And without fail, (laughs) you'd be like, yes, I am.
2: (laughs) Totally, and there are still episodes from early on. Like I didn't even know it was a thing until maybe two weeks into this uh, operation with stars in the house. So there's still episodes from like March and April that I would want to see. That I'll just go back and watch now. Like, and they're talking about, oh, we don't know anything about COVID. This is still so new, and now they, you know. have so much new information to put in there along with, uh, you know, the entertainment that you're getting. I should also mention that uh, Dr. John LaPook of uh, CBS News, the uh, head or chief medical correspondent, comes in in the middle of every episode to give an update about where we are in terms of COVID. Right now, let's talk about the vaccinations and also the overwhelming hospital systems, uh, how we all need to continue staying home, wearing a mask, social distancing, all of that. But it's really good to have, you know, direct information in the middle of these uh broadway reunions or you know game nights because it just gives you a sense of why we're you know all still in the situation that we're in and what we can do to progress forward so uh, it's informative and entertaining
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Hello. This is Gary Chachot, welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. And it's sometimes, like, theater-adjacent people that they interviewed, Like, they did one with the cast of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend,
3: which I particularly enjoyed, but, you know, was a musical theater or TV series, not an actual Broadway show.
2: Totally. It's not just, you know, the Broadway circles. It's stuff, you know, they had the cast of Frasier on for, I think, two reunions. Mm-hmm. You know, you have people like BB Newworth involved with that, too. So people who would be in the circles and know uh, – Seth and James, and they are just such terrific hosts. Anyone who knows Seth Rudetsky knows his energy and how you know affable he is, and it's just really terrific to see him get the spotlight. Uh, and there was a really nice piece of the New York Times just the other day about what this show has done over the last few months, and I think that is just due to his willingness to, you know, operate at an 11 at all times, and you know, just keep the energy going. I think he's a really terrific host working for a really great cause. Uh, Dan, I know you just mentioned that you've seen an episode. Has anyone else seen Stars in the House?
3: Yeah, I watched the prom one when I was gearing up for the prom movie. So when that happened, I watched literally every single red carpet or like late night show that that cast went on. So I did Macy's, I did the Tony's, I did like late nights and Good Morning America just to see something again. And then I did watch their Stars episode. I also watched the Fun Home episode. Um, oh, that was oh, so good. That one was that good. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, they just did Carousel, I feel, with them, which was awesome. And Jesse Mueller talked about feeling Renee Fumming's back and watched her diaphragm <laughs> go out and in. And it was that was just such an interesting thing to hear. So those have been, like, the light, really. And it's been, like, a constant light. And it's something that we can rely on now, which is nice.
2: Totally. And there are some episodes where, look, you're doing, now they're down to one a day, but early on in the pandemic, I think they were doing two episodes a day, seven days a week. And now they've sort of, you know, made it more manageable for people in their busy schedules, realizing that this isn't going to be a two-week thing that we're stuck at home for. So when you're doing a show every night, you know, it's impossible to get the same level of talent seven days a week. So some days it'll be like, seth and james and they just call up mark shaman their good friend mark shaman and he comes and just you know chit chats with them and mark shaman is another totally delightful person so to see the three of them talk it's like i feel like i'm dropping in on a private conversation and that's very fun to watch uh they had cheetah rivera night back in the spring and they just had a whole reunion of the rink and where else are you going to find a reunion of the rink with uh, the original <laughs> broadway cast i mean that is just like so niche and i love it I- i've watched that one over and over again
1: Amazing. I so, love that.
2: That That is de- definitely uh, one of my favorite things that I've done in terms of connecting with theater during the COVID pandemic.
3: I love that a lot. And one of the fun ones that I've watched, I feel like this was early in the beginning, is that Rosie O'Donnell did like a three and a half hour like Rosie O'Donnell show. Oh, God, That's yes. Right. That, was that was fantastic. Yeah, and that was, I think, really early on. And I don't remember how much money they raised for the Actors Fund, but I, they raised a lot. A lot of money. And it had, again, like three and a half hours of just Broadway legends from across the board Skyping in, talking about how they're doing, and some of them sang, some of them didn't. we have the beautiful Ladies Who Lunch, which was, guys, that's iconic. And they're just talking and donating, and that was just so much fun. Just be on my computer and watch a live stream that was probably the same length as Limas. (laughs) I'm just uh, like a Broadway
2: royalty. Oh, that one was ridiculously long. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely watched that one in multiple installments. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: And I think that's that's what started Stars in the House. It was the Rosie O'Donnell uh, show revival to raise money. And her show back in the day, you know, the Rosie O'Donnell show in the 90s is like what Ellen DeGeneres' show is now. You know, she was like the queen of daytime television back in the 90s. And two of our writers on the show were Seth Rodetsky and Judy Gold. And now you see uh, both of them like off doing fundraisers for Actors Fund and other theatrical organizations. And it's like, you know what, that is really terrific to see how one fundraiser splinters off into others uh, in less than a year. I, I really love how everyone's like, you know, that let's put on a show attitude and they do it well and they do it uh, for almost a year now, which is crazy.
3: Theater people are the best people, y'all.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, they really That put-on-a-show attitude is just... It's indefatigable. And it's and, what has gotten so
3: many of us through this pandemic. And, like, they're all, like... And I know, like, we always say this, but there's something so... I don't like saying the word normal, but so, like, normal and homey about theater performances. Like, I think Patty Poland was just, like, singing in her basement in, like, a sweater. <laughs> and we were like, yes, girl, like, that's my kid. And then, like, I feel like Neil Patrick Harris did, like, a magic trick or something. And it was just, like, these people are just talking to us. They're not, like, these huge celebrities. And they we all connect over this one love. And it was just so cool to see everyone you know, in their house being like, I don't know what's going on. I haven't stepped out. I haven't showered. I guess I can (laughs) kind of sing a thing. Or do you want to, like, pick a card? Like, let's just do something. Yeah.
0: Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of episode 37 of the Next Best Theater Podcast, part of the Next Best Picture Podcast. You can subscribe to us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. If you want to get the rest of this episode in full, you will have to head on over to Patreon where for $1 minimum a month under Next Best Picture, you will get the rest of this episode and other exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.